Hello, I'm Kate. And I'm Nicole. And this is Booze and Bakes. Where we talk about something spooky and then we talk about something sweet. Do we have any hot takes on this fine fall evening? So I just like to say I'm proud that we got here. <laughs> Same. <laughs> We've been having some tech issues. So this is the second time we're recording this episode. Praying it works. Second time's a charm. Oh my gosh. it's It's been a journey, truly. Um, if we have any tech whizzes out there and you want to produce our podcast, slide into my DMs, please. <laughs> literally and the first one was so cute but this will be cuter this we will be cuter. nailed it and we haven't done it in a while too and i was like perfect it's great and then it was like yeah I but <laughs> then the universe was like you guys can't be that perfect sorry sorry <laughs> of course <laughs> okay so what's your hot take okay so i feel like my hot take should be squid game but just because everyone's so obsessed um, but have you watched it yet? I haven't because um, I'm just literally like knees deep in a Gossip Girl rewatch, um, which has been fantastic. And it's really all I care about right now. <laughs> yes. So I, I only know that you were going to say that because we have recorded this before. <laughs> so my hot take is going to be my official hot take is going to be the Gossip Girl Thanksgiving episode, episode, uh, sorry, season one. Iconic. Um, yes. But I feel like I just have to say a word about Squid Game because it's just sort of all encompassing. Yeah. So I didn't want to watch it, um, but Mike did, and he kind of talked me into it. So we started it, and now I'm addicted. Um, it's a little, so anything where there's like a dystopian vibe like black mirror and has the potential to kind of launch me into an existential crisis so i was hesitant to watch it um but it is kind of genius because it combines like instagrammable beautiful colors and sets with like just absolute bloodlust <laughs> like just violence so yeah, it's it's cool. It's a lot to unpack in one sitting, so that's not going to be my hot take. But shall we? Yes, we shall. But get into I the was episode. Yes, we shall. I definitely will watch Squid Game. But like you said about the Instagrammable like colors and stuff, like when I heard when I saw people on like Twitter talking about it, I was like, what is this game everyone's playing? And then I was like seeing pictures from it and it looks like a game. So I was like, oh my God, there's like this new game that everyone's obsessed with. They keep playing this game. <laughs> I want to play. And then I was like, I don't really like games, so I'm not going to look into it. <laughs> and then I'm a dead. few weeks later, I did realize it was a TV show. 
That's so funny. <laughs> um, anyways, Thanksgiving, Gossip Girl. Let's do it. Yeah. So, yes, you inspired me by saying you're doing the Gossip Girl rewatch. I kind of feel like rewatching the original Gossip Girl from what, like 2007, 2008? Yeah, like literally that time. <laughs> at, least, at least for me, it's like the seasonal depression go to. Like whenever I start, whenever I start rewatching Gossip Girl, I'm like, am I in a depression spiral? Like, I don't know. <laughs> why, did, like why did pure, we go here again? <laughs> yeah, it's just like pure escapism. Yes. Before, but I guess like shows like Secession, anything where it's just like super wealthy people. We love that shit. I don't know right. why. Because it's just so unattainable, right? It's like, this will never be my life. So let's watch it, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. I just love the drama of it all and I love how messy they all are and um I hadn't watched it in a really long time. So usually when I haven't like usually I need to watch a show about like three or four times to remember everything that happens because my brain cell can't remember things. So like my one brain cell, yes. We we are the so, same in that way. <laughs> so it's actually really like it's funny. Like my friend makes fun of me because I was doing a Breaking Bad rewatch and I swear it was like the first time I watched, like I forgot all of these details and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this happens. And she's like, you watched the show before. And I was like, I might as well not have at this point. Like it's basically like the first time I'm watching this. Um, yeah, the, so the like, rewatches are essential sometimes. Yeah. So I was like, let's go into Gossip Girl again. Um, everyone's hot. So that's always a plus everyone's um, hot everyone's rich it's problematic in a lot of ways it's not relatable in a lot of ways even even at the time it wasn't relatable never. like so many things just being a new yorker and the way they talk about dan like Penn badgley's character <laughs> and they're like you know lonely boy from brooklyn like he's so poor and he, he lives in like a, a loft, in dumbo. loft in dumbo and you're like what? what? So, that loft is gorgeous. Like that's literally my goal in life. The dream is that loft? <laughs> like would be like millions, and they're like, "You poor, you poor guy." Like, like you're so poor. It's like he has an amazing loft in Dumbo. I'm so, I'm so confused. <laughs> like, yeah, makes no sense. But so, if you don't know, if you haven't watched uh, the original Gossip Girl, which actually. I watched the Thanksgiving episode before this, moved from Netflix to HBO Max. I was I yes. like looked on Netflix, I put in the G, I put in the O, and it's not coming up. And I'm like, that's weird. Because <laughs> they know I, I watched this and like it definitely would come up. So I had to like Google it. It has moved to HBO Max, yes. just FYI. Yeah. Um so each each season, right, has a Thanksgiving episode? Yeah, yes. And I think it's because like this first one was probably like it was so chaotic and like iconic that like they just make one for every for every season. <laughs> Thanksgiving episodes of every TV show are amazing though. Like I don't know what it is. It's always just great great content. It's just like family drama. We love to see it. So, couple things, couple couple notes <laughs> that I literally wrote I in have my notes app <laughs> as I was rewatching cuz I like forgot about them. So 
the title of the episode. Blair Waldorf must pie. The wordplay? Like, <laughs> and a lot of them were like that. A lot of yes. them had, like, kitschy wordplay, which I loved. Uh, okay, so big theme in the Thanksgiving episode of season one, the old Serena. Yes. So they're flashing back. They're flashing back to the previous Thanksgiving before she's dating Dan, like as she's getting close with Nate. Yes. Yes. Um, you she's find like drunk out on the street. She's, she's drunk on the street. Like she runs into Dan coincidentally and yeah. he knows who she is, but she doesn't know who he is. Uh, yes. You know, so they basically, I, that's like one of my favorite themes in the show. They're like, this girl was a mess. Like, <laughs> it's so fun. It's like they hammer it in every episode and they're like, and she's always like, I'm trying to change. I'm trying to be better. It's like, girl, you were just being drunk in 16 like everybody else was. But it's also that that's, and that's, I mean, the funniest part of the show is the fact that they are in high school. And I love that fact. <laughs> like, you're, they're like, she's, she's off the rails. Like, she's like an addict, but she's also like 17. It's, it makes no sense. It's honestly. like, everybody's doing it. Calm and, down. And she, yeah, she like, come, she like, presumably comes to the Thanksgiving hammered and they're like, but like, who is serving seventeen-year-olds? I I don't know. Well, I mean, they're so rich and like fabulous, they can go everywhere. Which is also a funny thing because it's like they'll be like, meet you at butter. whatever extravagant <laughs> butter. Meet you at butter, and it's like this most extravagant place. It's like you're sixteen, and they're yeah, like they're martinis having, at like, butter. A martini, yeah. <laughs> yep. And you're like, okay, that was essentially me when I was sixteen, but it was more like meet you at the bodega for a four loco. <laughs> literally yeah. throw up outside my friend's minivan and have them scoop <laughs> me back in yeah exactly so very similar vibes for me and very Serena. similar we had a very relatable uh life yeah so then you find out there there are a few things you find out in this episode you find out that blair has an eating disorder yes uh you find out so this we were talking about this earlier also is that gossip girl the original is very blatant with its drama usually it's, but then sometimes it's very casual with its drama of yeah. just being like this is how rich people live so they flash back between the two thanksgivings the current one and the previous year and blair is so hyped in the current thanksgiving for her dad to come home from paris uh her parents are divorced so her mom is a fashion designer the father left the mom for one of the models so you know that and you're anticipating him to come home she eventually finds out that he's not coming home he's staying in paris so that's a bummer but they flash back to the previous thanksgiving and they're all getting ready and they're all prepping food and the I can't think of the mom Eleanor I think Eleanor yeah Ele I'm like I can't think of the name let me think for a <laughs> second got it no but Eleanor is like talking to him and she's like oh yeah one of the model is, models is coming 
And she says to him, which I didn't realize, this is why a rewatch is important. She's like, not this one. Like, I have to work with him. So she she knows that her husband is like cheating on her with these male models. And that's oh just God, like I totally part, missed that. part of their lives. Yeah. And and she says it and they, you know, it's in the flashback. She says, not that not this one. Like, I have to work with him. And I was like, wow. I I didn't missed remember that, that completely. I missed yeah. that completely. Even on my second watch. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. So the drama, it's like it's like blatant, but it's also subtle in some ways. Yes. And and the, the drama is never ending because they're constantly scheming, which is so also so funny because you're like, these people are 16 and they're plotting and scheming and acting like every issue is their own. And it's like it's all dramatic. It's like one thing, it's like they'll be like, Serena didn't answer her phone. And then Chuck will be like, we have to go get her. Pull the car around. And it's just like, maybe she's in the shower. Like, go do your homework. Like, aren't you 16? <laughs> just... Yeah. Yeah. I think the show also came up at the same time when, like, social media was just starting and, like, blogs and websites were just starting. So the idea of, like, a blog person, a gossip girl with, like, a website terrorizing like some demographic of pe people was more palatable. We're taking this, yeah. I'm taking this to another level right now. I don't know why, but <laughs> like, like nowadays it makes no sense. My boyfriend actually, like we listened to one of, one of the podcasts he listens to with like a few comedians that he likes unpacked gossip girl, like a, but it was funny because it was like a bunch of dudes it was funny to see it from their perspective because um they were like first of all who is caring so much about the lives of a bunch of like high schoolers and also there's like adults that get involved and stuff and he's like it's giving me weird like yeah. if if you care that much about the lives of like a bunch of high schoolers like right. you should be arrested <laughs> I guess it's because they're socialites as well. Yeah. Like, I guess they're supposed to be famous in a sense where it's like, they're supposed to be like, you know, those really rich people that like you kind of just know of. Like, I don't really know of any because I don't keep up with rich people. But like, I guess like a Paris Hilton vibe. Um, so I guess it's like, that's why they're kind of known. Like, Serena was just known because she's was like, of Vander Woodson and came from that family. Um, right. Which is like another thing that's like not really a thing anymore, but I guess for the time it was, that was the thing with Serena is like, if she was, if she was wanting some revenge or feeling like she wasn't getting enough attention or something, she'd show up on page six or something, hanging right. out with the who's who and whatever. And it's, right. it's, um, just something that's like not really relatable anymore. It's essentially now like Instagram influencers, but like yes. since there's so but many, but there wasn't of them, an Instagram, yeah, exactly. And like there's so many of them now that like it, they can walk down the street and it's not like a big thing. Like it's like those were like the four influencers like in the city. Yeah, 
And it's funny, I only have, uh, I only have like one friend who actually grew up in Manhattan, said before, you're the only person I know that like actually grew up in Manhattan and actually went to school in Manhattan. And I'm like, are there really people like that? And she's like, absolutely. She's like, there's yeah. absolutely trust fund babies. And there's absolutely people that live life like that. And I'm like, I just... Yeah. I don't believe you. <laughs> I just show me them then. But she said there's like there are, you know. I mean there are babies, like, and they exist, and people know of them right because they're always out doing stuff. So it's like you'll know where they hang out, and it's kind of like a scene, I guess. Um, it definitely is a thing, I guess. It definitely exists. I'm just too poor to know. I wouldn't know. <laughs> I wouldn't know. And that's probably why I love the show. Yeah. But the biggest thing about episodes like the Thanksgiving episode is that, so you find out in this episode that Rufus and Lily, you, well, you don't find out, but you're kind of like, it's fully out there to everyone in the oh. open that Rufus and Lily used to Yes, date. because the mom was there. Yes. The, so, so she's still in the picture, like tentatively. Yeah. And they're trying to make it work. And yes. then just, it's just, Gossip Girl is is just miscommunication. There's so many people miscommunicating. No one is, no one is making the right plan. No one is inviting the right person. If so, everyone just, one, minded their business, and two, just, like, was honest about things at, right up front, none of these issues would have occurred. No. There, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and there was a part where Lily was like, how did you let me walk into this situation? And I'm like, yes, how yeah. did he? But honestly, the, the biggest will they or won't they of the show is Rufus and Lily. I know. I know. It's so true. Which is wild because they're like the parents of the show. Rufus is like the dad of the show. <laughs> but then you're like, most invested in them, which is if you are really invested in them, you almost end up like standing them more than Dan and Serena. Like yeah. you do. Like and I definitely needed, do. They needed I, I love Dan and Serena. Like they're my OG, like chaotic couple. But they needed, like, a big wrench in between them and possibly yeah. their parents having dated. That's a, that's, a, that's a good one. Yeah. I'm a Blair and Chuck's, um, and it's so toxic. I'm, like, I'm obsessed with it. It's okay. so toxic and obsessive and just insane. I'm, like, yes, this is yes. exactly the relationship I want. <laughs> and we've, here's the question I have right now, it's, it's conjuring in my mind, but I can't place it. Maybe you can, but there is, okay. What, what is the episode where they have the Robin song that was like big at the time? Um, Oh, where she's singing. Like she's the karaoke. Oh yes. Yeah. The yeah, karaoke yes, video. She's in, you're right. She's in the episode. Yes. Oh man. I'm going to have to rewatch it. I think it's the one where Chuck buys like a cabaret club yes and he thinks blair is like this goody two shoes and he's like too bad badass for her or something and then she does some show for him and then i think they end up making out well, but it was no like, that's when she loses her virginity to him 
Um, that's so that's the yeah. whole thing. She's okay, with yes. Nate, and she's this perfect goody two shoe, and they like hate each other. Yeah, but, but been then, but they, they love like each kids. other. Yeah. They and well, no, not Nate and Blair don't really hate each other. Chuck and Blair hate each other, right? Like she hates him. She's like, you're repulsive, et cetera, et cetera. Right. She's she, dating Nate. The chemistry. Still. But they don't hate each other. They are magnetic to each other. So then I think she was on like a break with Nate and they end up, she is, ends up going to the cabaret thing, losing her virginity with Chuck at the, in the back of the limo. And that's where their saga begins. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Kings of Leon, Sex on Fire. They used it with Serena and that random guy, Aaron, who like doesn't even matter. Oh yeah, he was, he was, yeah, he was giving and like, like Brooklyn hipster vibes. Right, and it's just like, why are you gonna waste that iconic of a song for like this guy that doesn't matter? That should have been like a Chuck and Blair moment easily. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. We got to do Gossip Girl podcast. Yeah, really. I guess that literally this is turned into a gossip. The last thing I'll say about Gossip Girl is the best character on that show is Cyrus. <laughs> the stepdad. Oh my gosh. He's incredible. Literally a sweetie pie. Not enough. Yeah, he gives all the hugs and everything. He's a really good actor, actually. He's in a lot of great stuff. Ugh. It's so adorable. He's such a king. Uh, all right. So what spooky places are we talking about? Okay. So we've done a Staten Island spooky place with Seaview Hospital and a Manhattan one with the, the Dakota Apartments. So I thought we'd do Brooklyn spooky places. Uh, I have to say, uh, from my research, Brooklyn is a little bit weak for like ghost stories. But we're going we're gonna to do our best here. Um, so the first one I have is the Lefferts Laidlaw House. So the house is in Clinton Hill area by the Brooklyn Navy Yard. It was originally owned by a man named Edward Smith. And so it's said that in 1878, Smith heard a knock at the door, but when he went to answer, no one was there. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I don't love it because I kind of feel like this has happened to me before. Like we get so many Amazon packages. I feel like I've had like phantom things where I've been like, did someone just buzz up and I go and see and no one's there. Truly. I actually love this ghost story because it's clearly obviously not a ghost story at all. And um, I just like picture this man being like, going to his door and then immediately being like, oh my God, a ghost. Like, let me tell this story at, to everybody with an ear like that I was just haunted. And it's like, you really just went to your door and no one was there. This is like me <laughs> thinking my apartment is haunted. Like, I'm not even kidding you in yeah, real time so as we were prepping for this. My TV went on without me turning it on. My, my remotes are on the other side of the room. And I'm like, my apartment's haunted. And I didn't get on my soapbox and call the New York Times yeah, like nobody literally. cares. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly this guy's energy. And 
I love the delusion, honestly. I love the delusion. I love so I love that there was a, a Brooklyn in the 1800s where they were like, shit, we got to write about this. We got to talk about this. They're like, oh no, breaking news. Uh-oh. <laughs> this guy becomes like a local celeb. I think he did. They they reported on it in the New York Times, apparently. So Get your bag, King. Do it. <laughs> so not that spooky. Um, but the, so the knocking continued and the doors and windows of the house rattled. Um, this article from the, from Curb to New York says the unseen tormentor continued harassing Smith until he called the police. The cops staked out the area and a brick was hurled through the dining room window. This was in a few different sources. No one saw who or where it came from, despite multiple officers surrounding the area. So the New York Times reported on the incidents, and the address became a hotspot for ghost hunters and spiritualists who held seances on the sidewalk. Um, this prompted Smith to proclaim, they won't get in here. We consider ourselves perfectly able to care for any ghost that to take care of any ghost that comes along. Sounds like a Brooklyn Mafia guy, if I've yes. ever heard one. Don't worry about the ghost. We're taking care of the ghost. We're going to take care of that ghost. <laughs> Don't worry about any ghost, all right? <laughs> take care I would of love him. to see a ghost try to yeah. come into my house. To my house? Yeah. <laughs> with my wife and my kids? On the day of my daughter's wedding. <laughs> You come to me, a ghost. You come to me, my daughter's a ghost. Wedding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't. So we have our second Brooklyn. Oh my God, sorry. Place. Coughing on water. She's dying. <coughs> Edit that out. Maybe your, or don't. Maybe, or don't. Maybe your apartment. Maybe your apartment is haunted as well. <coughs> yeah, that's my sign of like being haunted. I'm gonna go to the New York Times now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I almost choked on my water. My apartment's haunted. Going to the New York Times. Literally. Okay, so the second spooky place is Via. Okay, you are the Italian Villa or Via. Okay, that's so what. That's my. That's my guess. Villa Litchfield, uh, in Park Slope. So this building is by the first apartment I ever lived in in Brooklyn in Windsor Terrace. Uh, so I used to live, my first apartment, I lived above two nuns, like Italian Catholic nuns used to invite me over for sauce on Sundays. Their apartment always smelled like garlic. Love it. Love it. They were such sweethearts. Um, I love that you would go actually for the sauce because like I would have hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, no, they would invite me over for like Sunday sauce and, and I mean, my grandfather's Italian, but I'm not as much. Like, it wasn't, like, sauce every Sunday kind of thing. So I was, like, absolutely. Right. Like, <laughs> who's going to make sauce better than, like, two Italian nuns? Right. So, yeah. And, like, I went over once we had sauce and we watched Moonlight, which I felt like was very a very progressive pick for them. Yeah. Uh, shout out yeah, Moonlight. A, Gorgeous film. Shout out Moonlight. <laughs> delectable film uh, <laughs> and we had a great time but uh yeah so 
Villa Litchfield. It's an Italianate. That's how we decided on that pronunciation, right? Yes, yes, that was it. Yes, mansion built in 1854. Um, it was owned by Edwin Clark Litchfield. So it's now part of Prospect Park. It's has a few different um, like resources housed in it, and it's one of the oldest landmarks in Park Slope. It is also notorious for demonic possession. <laughs> well, got to be notorious for something. Truly. <laughs> so the top floors are said to be occupied by familiars that appear as gargoyles with glowing green eyes and luminescent red tongues. So <laughs> I only know what a familiar is from what we do in the shadows. Have you watched that at all? No, but I've heard that term in other spooky type shows. Yeah, so like from my understanding, a familiar is like a keeper of like a, a beast, basically, like a vampire or a gargoyle or something mm, like that. Okay. That's that's what I know. Um, so that's it's all I got. That's all I got. So it's believed that the first demonic possession occurred in a seance that went wrong in 1864 um, by Mrs. Margaret Cahill, who was grieving the death of her son uh, who died in the Civil War and refused to believe he was dead. Uh, she became a follower of spiritualists who believed it was possible to receive messages from the dead. So obviously she desperately wanted to reach out to her son and she was a friend of Edwin Litchfield and she arranged for a seance at his home. So the session was to contact her son's soul and it proved successful. Uh, but in consequence, and then in consequence, several other seances were held. So, and then the legend goes that in the course of conducting one seance, something went wrong. And mm. some say that her son was in hell and communicate, communicating with him brought demons into our world. And others believe that whichever seance was conducted improperly and that a vortex was opened, allowing for demonic possession of the villa. They should make a movie about this. I, th I think this would make a great, a great movie. Um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't watch it because it'd probably be so scary, Billy. Like. Yeah, we, we could never, <laughs> we, we, we simply could never be involved in a in a horror, in the production of a horror film because we we couldn't handle it. Yeah, especially like a possession one. I hate those. Oh things. no, so bad, so bad. They're so scary to me. Oh, if once the girls crawling on the ceiling, I'm like, I'm out. No. Yeah. <laughs> the demons coming out of their mouth and stuff it's yeah. just not and it's not it for a, me it's always a chick like why is it never a dude like not to be that's true you never see a man getting possessed also i don't know where i heard this but i heard recently uh no you know what it was i think it was on uh i'll plug them shout out lore is a spooky and and history based podcast that i listen to 
Um, and the host mentioned that the word hysteria that has origins in like Latin, whatever. And so like hysterectomy, like they have simply yeah. put hysteria, like related it to our reproductive system. Like that's fucked up. Right, but... right, yeah. And I feel like that word has also just been like very hammered in on like women throughout history to like, hysteria like every like woman were like diagnosed with like hysteria it's like oh yeah 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 because they maybe they it's didn't understand i will just say that like i've been dealing with this ovarian cyst situation and the pain involved i'm like if it was like back in the day and i was like screaming in pain and they didn't know why like right They'd be like, she's be insane. Like, she's hysterical. She's insane. She's a witch. Like, right. She's a witch. She needs a lobotomy. Bye, and bitch. now I'm like, yeah. please give me a lobotomy. <laughs> bring them back. Please bring them back. Bring them back. Bring them back. Let's bring lobotomies back. Let's make them cool again. <laughs> Some claim that one of the participants in one of these seances was already possessed by a demon and the seance released the demonic presence within her. Um, it is also said that spiritualists are still drawn to the area to this day, and residents along Prospect Park West, including a number of women, hashtag hysterical women, like always. <laughs> it would never be a dude. Like, they're out. Never. They're out doing their businesses and doing work. Like, why would they be at a seance? Um, <laughs> it's said that uh, number of women they're out slaving seances. to capitalism instead of doing seances yeah like that's that's just what we're doing we're just doing seances we're not <laughs> doing anything else um <laughs> it's said that when a seance is held the demons become more active and agitated their gargoyle forms are seen casting shadows from the windows of the villa hmm i keep saying villa and i keep thinking of love island <laughs> <laughs> The, the gargoyles are just like the gargoyles are like got a text got a text it's my type um, on paper on paper on paper on paper they literally always said that um would you go to one of these seances no i know i don't think i would either <laughs> i do think that for like the sake of the pod, we're gonna have to do some spooky things. Like, so I was coming out of the L train the other day and I ran into, I'm not even kidding you, unless I was like hallucinating, but I don't think I was, I, I will Google it right now. It was like a trolley um, called like Ma Madame Morbid, Morbid Trolley. And I think it's like a, yeah, look, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Madame Morbid's Trolley Tours. And Wait, it's where? Yeah. So I, I I literally got out and I almost got onto it and was like, what is going on here? <laughs> because I want to be involved. Uh, but yeah, so Madame Morbid's Trolley Tours. I just went to their website. This is their about page. It says 
Travel around Brooklyn in a, in a Victorian trolley as we explore over 400 of murder and 400 years of murder and mayhem. Visit locations of unmarked graves and infamous murders while learning about death and mourning. M O U R N I N G rituals. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Uh, yeah. And it goes. Like I would go on that. I would too. For I think Brooklyn? we should go. I think we should go on it and report back. I think so too. I think that would make for a great episode. But that's in Brooklyn? Yeah. It it was literally right. I'm not even kidding. It was right when I got off the L train. I've never heard of that before, but I would totally do that. Yeah. I thought I I was like, is this... Is this real? <laughs> like, is it finally it like, happening? Have I finally it, gone insane? <laughs> everyone seeing this right now? Um, <laughs> but yeah, we we definitely should. I I keep wanting to like close the chapter on like New York City spooky places, but there's so much. There's so much in New York City, and there's so much in upstate New York. So I don't yeah. think we're going to be leaving New York for a little while. But um, yeah, every time I, like, go to close the chapter on that, I, I, like, find more stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like we need to go on the trolley, see it firsthand ourselves, and come back and report. Yeah, I think that's our next move. So, that's to wrap up your spooky season. That's a wrap. Um, that's a wrap. That's of, a wrap. Of, of our second recording of this, hopefully it records. If this one doesn't record, we frankly might give up. I'm on retiring. I'm retiring my podcast career. If this yeah, one doesn't. We're retiring at what twenty? How old am I? Twenty-seven. We're retiring. Yeah. Three, so, three episodes under the belt. Retiring. We did it. We did it, Joe. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> we did it, Joe. Um. No, well, my last thing to say that we forgot to say in the first episode, so maybe this is why it didn't record. This is the universe was like, you didn't even talk about the bake. And that's why the universe was like, the universe was like, these girls think they're so cute with their podcast, but they forgot to talk about the bake. So this is their punishment. We literally always forget. So I baked pumpkin cookies with a little cutie glaze and and I drove them to Nicole's apartment. Yes. But we didn't we never remember to talk about the bake. So we didn't we talk about the, bake. about the bake for a second. Let's let's give a 1040 cap because okay. I'm gonna pass out and I Same. potentially have to edit this, which I'm dreading. Um <laughs> so what'd you think? They were amazing. Um, I still have three left that I will eat. Um, I've been having one a day. <laughs> so. They're very sugary, so that's probably that's um, probably the vibe. I keep being like, I'm gonna like refrain from having one. Like, I'm gonna be good, and then I'm just like, no, I'm gonna have one. Um, yeah, they were great. I loved the icing, so cute. Um, and I'm not necessarily like a huge pumpkin fan. But I felt like because I felt like it was a, like an understated pumpkin taste, so I was into it. Okay, so that's good to know because I feel like I I always end up 
substituting stuff because the supermarket by me doesn't is is not that great so uh the thing it called for was like pumpkin spice spice basically like it's like like pumpkin pie it's called pumpkin pie spice right yeah and then weirdly when i saw that i was like i either don't think they're gonna have that or b feel like i can make it myself like that sounds like right and so anyway i went and they didn't have it so i was like you know what i'm just gonna substitute there's already like pumpkin puree in it i'm just gonna Mm. substitute for like cinnamon and it ended up being fine i came across a little tiktok where a woman did basically she you know the tiktok was like oh you're buying your your pumpkin pie don't buy your (laughs) pumpkin pie spice uh make it and it basically is like cinnamon nutmeg and like cloves so it was like Um, oh okay it wasn't that far off um so that might be why it was a bit understated i will agree there it was like it was sweet and you got a little bit of pumpkin but it wasn't like overpowering i actually don't really like when it's like very spicy yeah like this is a dessert i don't want it to be super spicy i also got super lazy with the icing i'm debating whether to to kind of go a little bit more homemade because you know how it is on set island everybody home makes their stuff yeah everybody so i have a a halloween party on set island at my friend's parents house um on saturday and i'm just like i i simply can't bring something that's like half-assed yeah <laughs> like the cookies i for sure made from scratch but the um icing the icing that i gave you was kind of like a test run it's like a half so half of it is buttermilk just like icing right out of the can kind of thing and then i added um whipped cream also out of the can and then i just kind of mixed them together and added food coloring just because i wanted to see if like the buttercream flavor would be good so i think i'm gonna make a homemade topping for this for this party just because i'm like i i simply cannot go to this party without a fully homemade thing or else yeah You'll be shamed. It's not going to be shamed. I'm not going to be shamed, but they'll know. You know what I mean? So, okay, it's from the can. All right, you got me. I cheated. But yeah, I, I, my dad is a very good cook. My mom, not so much, but she had a lot of good like shortcuts. And so yeah. I feel like unless I told you, you might not know that that was like a... a I wouldn't have known not a homemade you know icing but i feel like like a true set islander will know you know what i mean so i'm like i have to i have to yeah so but did you like the the buttermilk vibe yeah yeah do you feel like buttermilk or uh like a cream cheese icing? i was gonna suggest the cream cheese maybe because that's usually what they pair it with anyways yeah i i will take that i will take that into consideration because i kind of felt like it was a little too sweet like i needed maybe something to cut it a little bit so 
yeah maybe i'll do a maybe i will do a cream cheese icing and then maybe i'll just bring it with me because i don't really know how to like transport that i feel like it'll melt if i yeah anyway i don't know when i became this person i mean it was in the quarantine but i'm like study i'm literally becoming like a scientist i feel like which is hysterical because i've never been good at math and science glad to know at least the base is all right yes i'll, I'll keep adding to it i'll keep tinkering with it but but all wow. right i guess i guess we should sign off that's all i have that's all i got we talked about the bake universe okay yes we got it we 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 got it in there i didn't think we would so okay so i'm kate huey and i'm nicole cavicchio stay spooky and stay sweet <laughs>